This is The Rant presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this Thursday, May 13th afternoon. Going to be discussing all New York sports outcomes from last night. Uh, There were only two games last night, actually, so only going to be covering uh, the Yankees' win over the Tampa Bay Rays last night and the Nets' win over the uh, San Antonio Spurs, uh, who the Knicks are going to be playing tonight. Uh, Also going to be discussing a little bit of the uh, playoff scenarios uh, regarding, you know, what will happen at the end of the season, uh, where each team will stand, uh, what it will take to move up or down in the standings as of right now. Uh, But before I get to that, I just wanted to remind you that you can listen to this podcast, The Rant, along with all the other Strive Sports podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can access them via the link tree in my Instagram bio at the Strive Sports uh, also gives Strive Sports a follow on TikTok for daily gambling advice. Uh, slowing down on that a little bit right now because not on a hot streak. I'll tell you, I don't want to lose you guys money. So uh, haven't been posting, but once I get hot, I'll be back to posting daily uh, and giving you gambling advice on TikTok. Uh, but listen to the rant, uh, riding the BK train, and once a week, Wednesdays, the dogmatist. Uh, all on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Access them via the link tree on my Instagram bio at these Drive Sports. Also open to you know fan interactions, suggestions, comments, debates, conversation, whatever it is, however you want to put it. Uh, I want uh, you know I definitely want to hear fans' thoughts and opinions on my show, on my on my own opinions, and uh, maybe even suggestions as to how to improve, uh, you know, either the rant, riding the BK train, Strive Sports overall, where I can go for the future with Strive Sports. But uh, for now, let's get to this rant today. And I'm going to be starting this rant by talking about the Yankees and their 1-0 win over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, So as you know, Yankees offense is struggling this year. And what's new, they get a 1-0 victory, barely scratching out a win against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, The one run scored was in the seventh. Aaron Hicks hit a sacrifice fly to center field that scored Aaron Judge. uh, And that was all of the scoring for this game uh, overall, not even just for the Yankees, but for the Rays as well. Uh, Garrett Cole obviously had an unbelievable performance yesterday. As I was saying, uh, you know, the other day that the Yankees pitching overall has really stepped up uh, with the hitting really struggling. Uh, and you know it's you in the beginning of the season i was mentioning that the starting pitching was struggling a little bit but they were okay overall they were getting the job done but they were struggling a little bit they could have been better not many quality starts uh and you know the bullpen was really leading the way and uh you know that will never be the case for garrett cole on the hill because garrett cole will lead the way every time and that's been the case this whole season last night eight innings pitched 12 strikeouts four hits uh, he finishes his eighth inning, striking out the side. So three strikeouts in a row to uh, to end his start. Uh, unbelievable performance. Obviously got the quality start out of that. When you look at the Yankees' overall statistics uh, in terms of pitching, they are now, after last night, third in ERA, first in whip, third in batting average against, uh, and they're tied for fifth in, in quality starts. So, uh it goes to show quality starts basically uh, along with the other stats because you need to have a good, you know, your pitching staff needs to pitch well to have good ERA, whip, and batting average overall, not just your bullpen. Uh, so it goes to show that both, you know, the ERA, them being top five in ERA, whip, and batting average against goes to show that 
the pitching staff and the bullpen is pitching very well. And then the fact that they're tied for fifth in quality starts goes to, again, goes to show that uh, their starting pitching is actually excelling at this point. I mean, uh, we've seen quality starts now from Cole, obviously yesterday, uh, Montgomery, Herman, Kluber. I think that maybe one of the only guys that hasn't gotten the quality start yet is Tyon, who will be pitching tonight. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. He may have gotten one quality start. Um, but you know, everyone else is, is gotten the quality start up to this point of the season, which is, uh, impressive to see that, you know, all five guys in the rotation or at least four out of the five guys. You also have, don't forget Severino coming back at some point. Uh, hopefully Davey Garcia could show us something at some point. So really there are five plus guys that can give you a quality start. And then you're, you don't forget about how great the bullpen is. I mean, uh, Chapman still has not allowed a run, uh, yet. This season, one innings pitched, 1K, 15 uh, pitches, uh, 0.00 ERA. Uh, Cole has a 1.37 ERA. So uh, it goes to show the difference between the two teams right now. The Rays go with an opener and uh, Colin McHugh. Uh, and the Yankees, uh, you know, send out Garrett Cole, one of the highest paid, the highest paid pitcher in the league. Eight innings pitched, 12 strikeouts, only four hits. Now he has a 1-3-7 ERA. But now getting to the real issue of the Yankees right now, that being the hitting. Obviously only scored one run in the game. Uh, they went 0-3 for 3 with the runners in scoring position. Uh, left four guys on base. Uh, LeMayu, another not-so-great day. 270, he's down to 272 now. He went 0-4 with a strikeout. Stanton, 0-4 with a strikeout, 283. Uh, you know, Judge... Had a good day. It goes to show that it's still early on in the season. You have a good day and you could improve your batting average that much. He goes three for four. Now his average is up to 271. Urshela, two for four. He's got his average up to 294. And then it's where the issues hit again. As I said, obviously, I want to see more out of uh, LeMayhu. I want to see a little more out of Judge. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to jump on Luke Voigt just yet. Uh, he only recently came back. He still has yet to get his first hit. But then you get to the bottom of the lineup and the guys that have been playing regularly and they're really struggling. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to find a guy hitting above 200 at the bottom of this lineup. I mean, you got Aaron Hicks hitting 194, uh, Clint Frazier hitting 146, uh, Brett Gardner 188, 188, Kyle Agashioka 208, uh, Tyler Wade 231. And that's for Glaber Torres, who wasn't playing due to, uh, issues regarding the coronavirus. Uh, uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. Hopefully he doesn't actually have it. I'm not sure if he's actually vaccinated. I think he is, but we will see what happens with that. But you can see the top of the lineup uh, is 270 and above when you talk about when we're talking about the first four hitters, and then everyone below that is uh, you know two basically below 240, except for I mean Ty, I was going to say 230 and below, but Tyler Wade is 231, just barely above. But he barely even plays, so I don't really count that. But when you talk also when you talk about the bottom of the lineup. The only person that scored was uh, that got on base via base hit was Tyler Wade. So uh, at, at least the one thing that we could that could maybe be taken away from this game is that uh, although Hicks is hitting 194, he did uh, get the necessary base hit to drive in the run. Uh, again, he could have struck out. He could have grounded out with the infield in and gotten the guy and the guy on the runner. Forced, or not forced out, but tagged out at home. But he did what was necessary. He got the ball in the air into the outfield, uh, enabling the run to score. That's definitely something that I think the Yankees have had issues with in previous seasons and in the playoffs. Uh, so this was a playoff caliber victory. This is a game, uh, you know, I think Garrett Cole 
wanted to make up for that performance maybe in game five of the playoffs where he uh, gave up that home run uh, to give the Rays uh, or uh, not the lead, I think to tie the game maybe. So uh, he wanted to make up for that. He definitely did make up for it. Zero earned runs and eight innings pitched. Uh, you know, wanted to prove, and I think the Yankees wanted to prove that they could win one of these playoff type games 1-0, you know, because when you get to the playoffs, you're not scoring as many runs as you, as you regularly are. Uh, so you got to win these, you know, 1-0, 2-0, 2-1 games, whatever it is, the one, the one run games. And the Yankees were able to pull it out and that has all to do with Aroldis Chapman and Garrett Cole. So credit to them and the pitching and the Yankees pitching so far because the Yankees are still sitting uh, 23rd in total runs, uh, although they're somehow eight, eighth in on base percentage, uh, but bottom half in the league in terms of slugging percentage and batting average and runs. So you know the offense is is not looking good whatsoever. Uh, meanwhile, the defense is looking. I mean, the pitching, not necessarily defense, but the pitching is looking absolutely outstanding. Uh, now, since the Red Sox have lost three in a row, losing uh, their last game of the series to the Orioles and then uh, the first two to the A's, the Yankees are now only one game back of the Red Sox. Um, you know that it, they have a game, another game against Oakland today. Um, could, you know, either the Yankees win today and the Red Sox lose and, uh, the Yankees are tied for first back tied for first place or who knows what could happen. The Yankees could lose. The Red Sox could win. And, uh, and that would be that. But, uh, overall, you know, this was exactly what the Yankees needed. Now they've got four wins in a row. Uh, they needed to go into St. Pete, St. Pete and prove that they could play there since they've struggled, uh, so mightily there throughout the past uh, however many years. I mean, it's really, really been a struggle regular season and, uh, you know, I guess not necessarily playoffs since we didn't play them in St. Pete in the playoffs. But you get the point. We've struggled against this team, especially not just against this team, but in St. Pete in particular. So nice to show that we can go down there, win a series, which we officially did with that win last night. Uh now we just need to to finish them off tonight. Uh, you know, another another big game. Every every game in division is going to be huge this year. Uh, so got to take advantage of those. Uh, I think that our division. Is, I mean, I like four teams in our division. Every team except for the Orioles. When you're looking at the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Rays, and the Blue Jays, I think those are four. You know, at, at least average teams, if not above average. So we got to take advantage of these. I mean, the blue, the Rays might be the fourth best team in the division this year. They might be worse than the Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays. So uh, this is a team that we definitely should be beating. Uh, and uh, the pitching matchup for tonight is Jameson Tyon, who's one and two with a 5.02 ERA, going up against Rich Hill, who's one and one with a 5.17 ERA. Uh, this is a good matchup for the Yankees in that Rich Hill is a left-handed uh, left-handed pitcher. The Yankees are obviously right-handed dominant when you look at their lineup. So uh, excited for this uh, matchup tonight, especially after that defensive uh, effort from or pitching effort from Cole last night. I uh, definitely want to see a little more offense tonight. You know, I, I do love a nice pitching mat, a nice uh, pitching gem. Eight innings pitch, twelve Ks. I love my pitchers pitching gems, but uh, I also want to see the offense p play a little better. So I think that this is a good opportunity for the offense to snap out of things against Rich Hill tonight, uh, a lefty who's not really so hard throwing. So uh, big game for the Yanks tonight. Very excited. Going to move this rank.
So in James Harden's first game back from injury last night, uh, the Nets get a win, 128-116 to 116 over the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I just want to shout out the Nets for getting this win and making the Spurs work hard because the Knicks are playing the Spurs tonight and they need a win. Uh, I'm going to get in after this. I'm going to get into talking about uh, where I think each team in the East will land. Will land. We'll finish off. We're talking about the really the I guess the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat, the Hawks, and the Knicks since it is a kind of tightly contested. Uh, but before I get to that, just wanted to. Uh, look over the stats from this game last night. James Harden comes off the bench, uh, 18 points, 6 of 8 from the field, 11 assists, 7 boards. He gets right back to doing exactly what he's doing. Uh, Kevin Durant, 14 points, 4 of 10, 7 assists, 7 rebounds, doing a little bit of everything just like Harden. And obviously there's no Kyrie last night. Uh, they just wanted to, I guess, play around with the Spurs and uh, slowly let Harden get more comfortable back out there. He only had 26 minutes last night. KD didn't even get to 30 minutes as well, only playing 29. But uh, the majority of the minutes were played by Bruce Brown, 14 points, 6 of 9 from the field, 11 rebounds. Uh, Landry Shamit, two guys that they need to get going for the playoffs, 21 points, 3 rebounds, 7 of 9 from the field for Shamit. That was a, that's a good game coming off of a, you know, he's been kind of cold as of, as of late. Uh, then you look at Claxton, classic Claxton performance, 18 points. Five rebounds, seven of eight from the field, efficient, energized, uh, bringing something to the team that really not many other guys can. Uh, two blocks as well, one steal. Um, so I really love his energy, but uh, as I've been saying recently about my worry about the Nets, it's nice to see Harden get back on the court. Yes, it is only uh, with two games remaining left on the schedule. Uh, I believe they play the Bulls and then the Cavs, so not really such great uh, such a great matchup for them, as in like, those teams are way worse than them. It's it's not really a not really such great competition, but it is what it is. As of right now, the Nets would be, would be playing the seven seed in the first round. Uh, that means whoever wins that seven eight playing game between right now it would be the Celtics and the Hornets would get the seven seed, uh, and then the next team. Uh, the team that lost that would have to play in the 9 and 10 in order to uh, get that 8 seed. Uh, but, um, you know, the Nets, what will put them, I've had my worries about the Nets. I've had my concerns, as I've said, uh, you know, with the potential chemistry concerns with guys not playing together. Again, Kyrie didn't play last night. Again, their issues on the road. Uh, they get the win at home last night. They're 26 and 8 at home, which means that they are. Uh, 20 and 16 on the road, obviously still above 500, but you know, that's not as good as, uh, 20 in 26 and eight. I apologize. Uh, so 26 and eight at home, uh, 20 in 16 on the road, clearly way better at home than on the road. So when it cuts to, when it gets to the point where they're playing, uh, either the Bucks or the Sixers, whoever it is. I don't know if the Nets are going to fall. I don't think the Nets are going to fall out of the two seed. I mean, they are currently a uh, game and a half up on the Bucks, and they're a game and a half back of the Sixers. So it's pretty unlikely that um, that the Nets move up to the one seed or move down to the three, especially considering uh, after this one game uh, tonight against the Heat uh, for the Sixers, the one tough game they have remaining, they play the Magic twice. So those should be two easy wins to lock up the one seed. For the Sixers, so I I believe that the Nets are going to stay at the two, and the Bucks are going to stay at the three. 
you know, so they're probably going to be able to get that home court all the way up until uh, the conference finals. Uh, and then the big thing is, is that Spencer Dinwiddie might return. Uh, and that would get rid of all of my potential concerns about the Nets. That would just put them way too over the top. It wouldn't be fair. Yes, you could say I'm being a hypocrite because uh, of my concerns regarding chemistry with the Nets. Uh, which is totally understandable. Spencer Dinwiddie hasn't been out there for a while, but I just think it's too much at that point. The chemistry doesn't even matter. Uh, you know, when you have that many good players on the court, I mean, you look at Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and uh, James Harden, then you talk about Blake Griffin, uh, and then you talk about even bringing back, um, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, and also the potential for uh, Joe Harris. I mean, Joe Harris didn't even play last night. Uh, so you talk about him, and then you talk about also uh, Bruce Brown and Claxton and Shamit. Uh, I mean, and Jeff Green. I mean, it's too much. The Nets, the Nets would be too much if they got Spencer Dinwiddie this back. Obviously, obviously he has not played that much this season, and he would be a little rusty for sure. But you know, if you could get him back for the conference finals, I'm sure that rust would uh, would disappear uh, very very shortly, and then. It would make it a easier conference finals for them. And then I don't know how anybody would be stopping them in the finals, honestly. But uh, I really think that it would be huge uh, for the Nets to get back. Dinwiddie would get rid of all my concerns. I would say that they're going to win the championship. And honestly, I wouldn't even be impressed if they won the championship with Spencer Dinwiddie coming back. They would be too talented. Uh, it's really too much. Uh, it's like, you know... A soccer team in Spain and Barcelona or, or Real Madrid when they just stack the teams and they win every year like Bayern Munich in uh, Germany. But uh, yeah, I mean, great win for the Nets last night, uh, securing that two seed. I would have been a little more worried for them if they didn't, if they were falling down to the three seed, then didn't get uh, home court for that second round series that would probably be against the Milwaukee Bucks. So yeah, uh, Good win last night. Uh, I'm thankful that they tired the Spurs out uh, for the Knicks tonight. And uh, since there was no Knicks last night, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Knicks situation in the standings and where I think each of them uh, are going to stand at the end of the season. So with three games remaining left uh, in the NBA season for most teams, the four, five, six spots in the Eastern Conference are really interesting to look at. Uh, the Hawks currently sitting at 39 and 31. Uh, the Heat at the five seed are 38 and 31, the same record as the Knicks, who are also 38 and 31. Uh, before I get into looking at who the matchups are for those last games for those teams, just know that the Knicks would lose the tiebreaker to the Miami Heat uh, if they finish with the same record because the Heat. Uh, win the head-to-head -head matchup against the Knicks this year, while the Knicks would finish ahead of the Hawks if uh, they have the same record due to the fact that the Knicks won the head-to-head -head matchup three games to zero. Uh, so the worst-case scenario for the Knicks, I would say, is if uh, the somehow all three teams finish with the same record, um, then the Heat would be the four seed, the Knicks would be the five seed, and the Hawks would be the six seed. Um, I think the scenario that Knicks fans want whether it be four or five seed, doesn't matter. As long as they're playing the Hawks in the first round, uh, that should be the best matchup for the Knicks uh, to get a series victory. So uh, 
you know, let's get to the matchups and see who these teams are playing to finish off. So Miami has the same record as the Knicks. The Knicks are finishing off their season against the Spurs tonight, then the Hornets, and then the Celtics. The Heat are playing the Sixers tonight, then the Bucks. So they're playing the one seed, then the three seed, and then they're playing the Pistons. So basically we're saying kind of one win uh from the heat if we're being realistic one win so we got the so uh if we're going by that we're 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 getting the heat at 39 in 33 for the season let's move on to the hawks uh they have two games remaining against the magic and the rockets they're going to win both of those games uh so they're going to finish 41 in 31 uh they're going to finish ahead of the Miami Heat and then the Knicks are playing the Spurs the Hornets and the Celtics um, I think that they're going to win tonight against the Spurs. I think they should win tomorrow against the, or, uh, whenever they're playing, I guess, I guess Saturday, uh, against the Hornets and then same thing against the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics just are, are miserable right now. They have lost four in a row. They just lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. That's a terrible loss. Uh, so, and including also recently having lost back-to-back games to Miami, uh, basically putting them officially in the, in the playing game at this point, they're three and a half games behind the Knicks for that six spot. So, uh, the Knicks clinch their, their spot in the playoffs. The Celtics are going to play that playing game. Uh, based on what I said, I got the Knicks finishing with the same record as the Hawks with the heat moving down to the sixth seed, the Knicks finishing ahead of the Hawks for the four seed due to their head-to-head matchups. Um, you know, I guess even if the Knicks lose one game, they still, all the Knicks need to do is win one of the games. Uh, I meant, I'm sorry, win two of the games, uh, in order to finish against, uh, ahead of the heat. Uh, that's considering you think that they're going to lose two of those games to the Sixers and the Bucks, which I totally believe that they will. Uh, so I, I, officially I'll say it I have the heat finishing 39 and 33 I got the Hawks finishing 41 and 31 and then I have the Knicks finishing at worst 40 and 31 19 games uh better than their total wins from last season so basically uh, I'll give the Knicks only two wins I got the the Hawks at that four uh finishing off against uh, two games against them uh, I mean against the Magic and then the Hawks uh, so you got the, the Hawks at four, the Knicks at five. So that'll be the matchup four five. And then the Heat at six, they will be, they would play the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round, uh, who they are going to play next game after the Sixers. Uh, I guess they could kind of try to avoid that matchup uh, if they get a win against the Bucks on Saturday. Uh, but I just find it to be unlikely. I don't think that they're going to win two out of these three games against the Sixers, Bucks and Pistons. So, uh, sorry, Heat. I think that the Knicks are going to win two out of three, move up to the five seed, uh, and you're going to move down to the six and face the Bucks in the first round. Uh, but that's it for my rant today. Uh, remember that you can catch this podcast along with all the other Strive Sports podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can access them via the link tree in my Instagram bio at the Strive Sports. Also give Strive Sports a follow on TikTok for daily gambling advice. Uh, but that's it for my rant today. I'll be back tomorrow talking uh, Yankees, Knicks, um, and the Mets. So enjoy today. Hope to get more fan interaction out there. But for now, peace out. Enjoy the rest of your day.